Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast, the only rugby podcast that cares about Scottish rugby, has now teamed up with the only rugby magazine that cares about Scottish rugby. We are now powered by Scrum Magazine. Get onto scrummagazine.com to subscribe to get in-depth interviews in the Scottish International Club and Women's Game. Follow them on Facebook and on Twitter. Magazine issue number 111 is coming out on Halloween, previewing all of the Autumn Internationals. Get onto scrummagazine.com to subscribe and get your copy. Now, onto the pod. Is Mauro Toje a dick? Can Edinburgh beat Toulon? And is Christine the answer for Scotland? Here we go. Welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast, lads. How are we? Matt, how was the anime conference? It was good, mate. You know, I'm part of the furniture now. It's nice to see some familiar faces when you go back. And yeah, it was a good week abroad. Very good. Alan, you okay, mate? Yeah, I'm fine. We're back back at yours. You've put some clothes on for this week, though, which is very nice. And provided crisps. And some crisps. Yeah. It really is. Great <laughs> hospitality <laughs> at, at yours this week. And the cat's still here. Little Alan Jacobson running around. Yeah, just shat all over the floor. So <laughs> that's great. That is great. And then, um, thanks a lot for, for joining us again, guys. Um, before we get started, just a quick reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. And of course, send us some emails. And that is the thistle rugby at gmail.com and uh we've had this one from um, alistair mcfadgen he said all right lads hope you're all well i'd like first to thank you for keeping me in touch with scottish rugby back home um after my move out to oz the pod is regularly blaring out in the car as i drive up the coast to work that sounds quite good um he says i remember your pod with scott R- scott riddell and the story of him and matt having a fight 
A bit of mind games and heat of the battle stuff, no big deal. But I felt that Saracens, and in particular Atoje, went way beyond this, and it was actually as disappointing as it was infuriating. Complete disrespect to fellow professionals and gains nothing for the team. Lads, what are you, your views on that? Obviously, we're talking about Maru Otoji celebrating Glasgow's non-try in the match at Scotstone at the weekend. What were your views on it? To be fair, when I saw it in real time, I was like, you're a right dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, do you know what? The thing is, is that Glasgow were clearly given instructions to rile up Saracens that oh, whole yeah. game. Like, there was a lot of shoving going in. And, I, you know, it's not very statesmanlike. But I just think after sort of five minutes of that sustained pressure on the line, he obviously just sort of let let it get to him. And I'm kind of... Oh, it's fine. Yeah, I don't, It I, is what it is. I don't really care. Mm. I actually thought it was quite funny at the time. I can imagine why you would get really annoyed with it if you're a Glasgow, particularly if you went on to lose the match. But I think when we come on to talk about that match, their biggest problem was not the fact that Mauro Toje was sort of making fun of them. No. And it was interesting to see that um, Ali Price came out quite hard on Twitter today. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. punchy. I and quite I enjoyed it. I think he just retweeted it and said, humble guy. What a it's humble funny. guy. It was a bit... Why do you have to retweet that? Like... I kind of... Th- but the thing is, I was trying to think how I, I would feel if a Glasgow player did it. And I reckon... To be honest with you, of all the Glasgow players, I think Ali Price would be one of the ones that I would most <laughs> think would do it. Yeah. And if he did it, I'd probably be like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Get on with it. I just think back to even like when Stuart Hogg was first coming up, um, like his first few seasons in Glasgow, you see a little thing when he dived in for a try and if he had someone chasing him, he'd get up and he'd like roll the ball back in their face. And I mean, that is pure gamesmanship. Like it's no different really to what Atoje did in terms of what he's trying to achieve. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's really funny. Like, you know, it doesn't help that he's English as well. If you're on the pitch though, and you see that, and you've just not got a try. That must be the most infuriating thing. Should have got in amongst them. I've got no doubt it got in people's heads, but I think it's just like such a sideshow for what was a pretty, pretty awesome game in a number yeah. of respects. And I'm just happy I'm being spoken about in the same sentence as Mario Toji. So, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on. Um, we are going to have a look back at some of the news from this week. Not huge amounts to talk about there. Then we're going to look at the uh, Edinburgh Montpellier match and, of course, the Glasgow Saracens game. Alan returns with a quiz. Have you got a bit of a preview for us on yes, that? Yes, I have a Who Am I quiz. Who Am I quiz. Look forward to that. And then the Scotland squad for the Autumn Internationals is going to be named on Wednesday. So we're going to go through that and try and pick our 36-man squad that we would go for. Oh, 1 to 36. 1 to 36 is all <laughs> happening. In order of a long time. Um, so Name the Glasgow and Edinburgh teams. <laughs> <laughs> Knock out everyone who can <laughs> yeah. play. Um, right, so we'll get into that in a second. Why don't we start? Bad news coming out of Toulon today. Richie Gray um, potentially out for another long um, spell Toulouse. on the sidelines. Did Toulouse. I say Toulon? You did, mate. Toulouse, obviously. <laughs> Sad about that. Um, but Richie Gray just can't um, get a long run of games together at the moment, can he? No, it's savage. And I know, I'm sure people will draw uh, conclusions about the French system and the welfare and whatever of their players, but... He seems to be pretty injury prone for a long time yeah. now. You know, top fourteen grind probably doesn't help things, but there's a few people on Twitter saying today is this a sign he needs to get back to to Scotland and sort of have his game time managed until the to the World Cup, which I think is quite an interesting argument. Well, because I think it was his first game back potentially. It was against Asian mm. last week. Yeah, and he's got four month hip injury. Oh. 
Well, it's we like some serious injuries as well. It's not just like a little strain. Yeah. Yeah. But no, shame. Bad news, and uh, we'll come on to the, talk about the impact on the Autumn International squads. Um, another big second row. We told you last week that Big Brian had signed for Toulon, and we think he has. Um, Toulon have put out an announcement saying as such, but he's still listed as not available for Glasgow due to injury and still training at Glasgow. So I guess that must just be a paperwork issue, or I don't know. Age verification issue. I think it could be an age verification. <laughs> they have no idea. They're doing some serious tests in the lab. Yeah, that's unbelievable. So, like a bit of carbon dating to find out just how old, <laughs> just how old Brian is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one. It's a bit funny, but who knows? Currently, may... two teams think they employ him. Yes. Maybe exactly. that's the the scam. He's just banking checks out of Toulon. Joint ownership, like in Italian football. Yeah. <laughs> what a smart guy. Um, <laughs> So we'll keep an eye on Brian. Uh, Matt, do you want to take us through the Prem 1 results from the weekend? Yeah, so some mainly close results apart from Air, um, with quite a few players missing, actually putting Curry to the sword, uh, Hoyk rather to the sword, 42-7. Uh, Curry once again beat one of the Super 6 winners. Um, that was Watsonians, who they defeated 34-17. And Raki still looking for their first win. They were pipped 2018 by Glasgow Hawks. Aki's going down. Yeah, but they just need one win. Hoik are going down. Well, Hoik beat Aki's last Hoik week. Hoik beat Aki's, didn't he? Um, Harris and Melrose drew, uh, played out a 17-all draw that included three penalty tries. People were getting quite confused about it. Yeah, I suppose it was like some English ref on yeah. some sort of like program they had where they switched refs just turned up and was supposed to be like the worst ref <laughs> yeah, of all no, time. no one was happy. Uh, and then Sterling County beat Boromir 28-27 when the last uh, try in the last few plays of the game. So... Yeah, pretty close set of results there. Great stuff. Thanks, Matt. And I'm just going to tidy up a little bit of Alan's fake news before we get too far into the pod. Richie Gray has a back injury, not a hip injury. Before the trolls Posterior get chain. Yeah. I The offside line got that wrong then. Did they? Mm. I got my... Chucking take... the offside line under the bus. Fuck you, Dave Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> take it up with the BBC. Apparently, he's got to have a, uh, a back operation oh, which is still really hip. bad you know what it's probably like a hip and back <laughs> issue they're so. all all connected i believe yeah so yeah that should be fine right so that's all the news from uh this week outside of the main uh european fixtures and that's what we're going to come on to talk about now so we're going to start um on saturday afternoon down in montpellier um edinburgh losing 21 15 tries for edinburgh from Scotland captain Stuart McAnally and big Doogie Fife, Simon Hickey knocking over a couple of kicks. Alan, you and I watched this game together. It was very frustrating, wasn't it? Yeah, really frustrating. There for the taking. Yeah, right. oh, absolutely. And a few sort of cooler heads and Edinburgh would have would have left there with the win. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a difficult one to look at and be disappointed with. And I think I summed it up in a tweet afterwards. You know, if you'd offered a losing bonus point to most fans before, you would have probably taken it. But in the context of the game, it just felt that Edinburgh were, they absolutely matched Montpellier up front. And then th they had so many opportunities to add to the scoreboard. They had one, the weird situation with Bergen and uh, Bradbury where they did score a try, but it was disallowed for crossing. And it yeah. just, ah, so many opportunities missed. It was almost like they just kind of, lost their concentration in the last sort of five, ten minutes of that first half, which kind of opened up maybe like was it twenty one seven, I think, going yeah. in going yeah. in half time. And it was just that five to ten minute period where they just let their foot off the gas and Montpellier do just have the class to kind of 
finish you up. Like. Exactly. They've got good enough players that can do something out of nothing. Yeah. yeah. It was se- it was seven all at half an hour. Half yeah. an hour gone, mm. and then they went into the sheds twenty one seven down. It was r- really frustrating. I think the Benjamin Fowl try where he beats two people on the outside. That's just a straight miss by Kinghorn, which you know you wouldn't really you wouldn't really expect him. He was really good in the rest of his game, but. Mm. I suppose that's probably just, you know, a welcome back for Edinburgh that you cannot drop your guard like that in the Champions Cup against teams that have got that sort of talent. I do think that is probably one weakness of Blair Kinghorn. I think, like, face-on tackle, he's like a super strong guy. Mm. Yeah. But I think even Hogg struggles with it a little bit, those side-on tackles yeah. where you just got to, like, scythe someone down. I think yeah. particularly with King- Kinghorn is sort of at his top speed when he's had a bit of time to get into it. I don't think he's got those, like, real maybe fast-switch fibres that someone like Benjamin Fall, who is like one of the best wingers in yeah. that kind of situation in the world. No. So he's going to get done up sometimes in, in that kind of situation. But I thought so many amazing positives to take out of that. I think a lot of big name performances for Scotland, particularly looking ahead to the Autumn Internationals. Great to see Dell and Nell in the front row getting lots of game time under their belt. Scrum looking decent as well. And I thought we spoke about it last week, Alan, um, about... Tulis and Gilchrist needing to raise that game to be really combative yeah. and, and meet that physical challenge of Montpellier. And I thought they had amazing games. Yeah, I thought specifically Gilchrist, just in the boiler room, just p- put it out there that if Rich Gray is out, which obviously he is, I've got absolutely no issues with him starting yeah. the role with Johnny. Not Gray. at all. Yeah. So I think that was really good. And I thought, I think Bradbury has got to be in contention for taking Wilson's spot at yeah, six. Def- definitely. Just in a... T- it, in attack, just offers so much more with ball in hand. Yeah. And he's sort of getting his work rate up to the same level as probably Wilson does bring to that Scotland shit. Yeah. Um, Mata as well. It's just like such a joy to watch. He's so good. And we set up both the tries, essentially. Yeah. It was... He, yeah. But he is just that player that Glasgow are missing. Like, he, he just can... He will make yards and he can create stuff out of nothing. Yeah, absolutely. It's like Nakarara of like, four years ago for Glasgow. Yeah. yeah. Just getting his hands free and running at space, which is what I think a lot of number eights don't do. He run, he doesn't run directly into mm. the man. He runs at space and gets his hands free. And it's, it's, just, yeah. it's just, it feels as if Edinburgh so far are just like really close to putting together what would be like a 10 out of 10, almost perfect performance. Like all the bits are there. Yeah. It, and I just, I hope that this is all leading up to them just actually starting to click going into the league and, and the rest of Europe because as you say that bonus point is a pretty good result at the end of the day and the group think, looks quite open I think you're right I think the first couple of games they were very very average I think they're starting to get into a place where they're playing really good rugby but just not finishing off enough chances or just yep. switching off for a short period yeah. of time like, I was just looking at the stats afterwards and they had like 70% territory 70% yeah. possession and they were breaking they were making line yeah, yeah. It wasn't like Glasgow where they just weren't getting through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just a bit being a bit more clinical, and you're right, they're going to blow teams away. Yeah, it's just the, it's still a bit disappointing that they are conceding so many points. Yeah, that, and I know it's Montpellier way, but it seems as that last year their success was built on this really strong defence, and they seem to have shipped at least twenty points in every match this season. I think yeah, they probably have surprising. apart from the game against the Ospreys. Yeah, certainly close to it. I want to pick up a few others. Oh, Darcy Graham on the wing. Mate, how is he boshing people? He's so good. <laughs> like, yeah. What is that about? I think he's got the George Horn thing, like the sort of small man syndrome, 
because he's a short guy, but he is an unbelievable Nick. Like, he's incredible really athlete. So powerful. So quick. How is he so powerful, though? He's absolutely tiny. <laughs> but he was, like, boshing his opposite man. Squats, mate. Does his Just, squats. It's yeah. the hamstrings. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is the hamstrings. Um, I thought Matt Scott actually had a very good game at 12. I'm, I'm really liking what he's doing. And this is not a compliment that I pay lightly. Ross Ford, when he came off the bench, was really, really good. When was the last time that Ross Ford ran 40 metres and was like a link runner? 2000, <laughs> surely 2008-9 when he was at like the peak of his I powers. don't even think he did it I'm then. thinking like all three borders. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, yeah, I mean, it's the first time in about eight years I've come out of, watched Ross Ford and been like, Oh, he's a good player. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought, if you look at that bench, the Edinburgh bench, all of them came on and made a bit of an impact. I thought um friend of the pod, Jamie Ritchie, came on and made, a, made an impact in the back row. Yep. Jakub van der Waal was oh. unbelievable mm. when he came on. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think he's really pissed off that they've picked Simon Hickey. Yeah, and Hickey's not been playing that well. Yeah. He's been given that run of games yeah. to kind of get his yeah. form back. Yeah, definitely. Um, Which what, I thought was great. And then, do we need to talk about our man? I, I mean, how good was that try-saving tackle? The try-saving tackle from Christine, which <laughs> saved the which saved the bonus point. Yeah, pick a interception. Yeah, Christine three meters out just fucking wraps him up. And that's why he was the man to pick <laughs> Nadolu. Yeah, he would he would have taken care of Nadolu. No worries. We'll come on to Scotland wildcards later on. We know, <laughs> I think we know where yours um, might be coming from, but. You know, French, uh, another French side coming to Murrayfield next week. Toulon, beaten by the Newcastle Falcons at home. They seem in pretty much constant disarray. Um, I mean, this has surely got to be now. You look at that performance against Montpellier. Are we backing Edinburgh to win again against Toulon? They have to. Like, it, it would generally be a bad result if they lose that. And you wouldn't have said that maybe at the start no, of the season not. or a year or two ago. As you say, Toulouse all over the shop. Their side just seems to be complete. Toulon. Ringers. Uh, Toulon. <laughs> Toulon. Contagious. We're really struggling today. Um, and, yeah. I mean, there might be a bit of a backlash. Considering Toulon lost Newcastle. But I just... They don't seem actually that motivated. They don't f- seem so honest. They don't, don't seem up for it. So I think there's more likely to be... Ah, uh, oh, fuck's sake. Oh, well. I know I, we're, yeah, we're I not agree. winning it this year. I agree. Yeah. And I think you get some, you get people like Fector and Severe who must just be like, "Why am I in Scotland? Like, yeah. what am I doing here? We're, this well, is a great, total great shit profes- show." Great professionals, but when like the rest of the players around you, it's just you know all over the show. I'm excited about Severe against Darcy Graham. Oh my god, <laughs> that is going to be tasty. They'll probably get Christine in. I think they need to call for reinforcements. There's yeah. only one man <laughs> that can handle that. Um, okay, should we do predictions now, or should we save them to the end? What do you think? I think we do now. Yeah, yeah. I think Edinburgh will win by twelve. <laughs> by twelve? Yeah. Is this the weekend? It's going to click. Yeah, they're going to win by twelve. Okay. I think Edinburgh will win. Too long. A- Almost in the relegation zone in the top 14. They've lost their first game. I would not be surprised if they chuck a B-side over well, 10. Well, why shouldn't Edinburgh beat a B-side by 12 points then? No, I, I think Edinburgh will win. What did I say? No, you, you did you, say you, you said they'd yeah, win. Yeah, but you scoffed at my 12-point prediction. Oh, I think, Do you 12, think point, more? 12 points is quite a lot. Oh, okay. I think like we're looking at like a, a five to six-point win. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't think Edinburgh haven't suffered any major injuries that I'm aware of from that squad. I think you just let them roll on. 
get let the Scotland lads get another. In our season preview, Alan, you were like laughing out loud at the idea of Edinburgh <laughs> being even close to Montpellier too long. How how ridiculous do you feel now in your I, little cap? I just don't think that's a thing that happened. It did. I'm, I'm happy to go well, back listen, and check. Well, listen, we're now we're now living in real life. <laughs> Edinburgh are good now. That's just the way life is. Okay, <laughs> we've got to live with it. Um, yeah, I think Edinburgh win. Why not at Murrayfield? I think they'll probably get quite a lot of people into Murrayfield. Cockrell was issuing a rallying cry today. Was he? Yep. So <laughs> might obviously do Cockrell's time at Toulon as well. Oh yeah, tasty. So no, be a good game. Be easy for Brian to come along actually as well. Yeah. It, it would be quite funny if Brian did start that game. <laughs> I'd absolutely love it if Brian started that game. Um, well, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, so that was Edinburgh. How about then Sunday afternoon, Glasgow? What was sort of touted as one of the round, the games of the round. Glasgow 3, Saracens 13. The only Glasgow points on the board from the boot of um, Adam Hastings because they decided not to kick goals at all. Um, or just miss goals in front of the post. Or just miss goals in front of the post. Which is annoying because it's not like Hastings is a bad kicker. No, it's not. He was. I think he'd only missed one mm. in the whole season previous to that. Yeah, he missed four, but yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Are you fact-checking me? He was 19 <laughs> out of 23 before the game. Fine. I will take that. That's okay. But, um, Alan, you were running our Twitter that day. What, what do you think of it all? I think it was the, the game... First game of the season for Edinburgh Glasgow that I was emotionally like drained. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I literally, I think it was probably. I actually think it was probably the game that was most like test level, way more than the Edinburgh Montpellier game as well. Yeah, I think one of the things that um, we sort of discussed earlier was all the stuff that Glasgow did normally do badly, they did really well, and all the stuff that Glasgow have historically <laughs> done well, they did really badly. So. Their forwards, specifically in defence, completely manned the fuck up. Which yep. I think, and I actually think that's one to eight as well. I don't think there was any forward in that pack who didn't have an absolute smashing game in defence. Both Mall scrum. I mean, who saw Darcy Ray holding this up against Mako? They're not just holding it up, pushing back, yeah, scrum yeah. Pens. winning pans. Like it was great. Um, but then, yes, just the negatives was in attack. I just. We just looked a bit disarray. Yeah. First, first phase moves were all done about 10, meet, 10 meters behind the game line. No one was really running any lines that are going to hold defenders. Mm. And we seemed to just be getting out, shipping out to like the full back of the winger. And which, no offense to him, but Rue Jackson isn't Stuart Hogg. No. So if he doesn't have a lot of space to work in, he's not going to be able to create something out of nothing. Yeah. Do you think it was just the game plan to sort of move the ball away from the Saracens pack as much as possible and just sort of the execution is lacking I sort of had a feeling that they focused so much on defence mm. that almost attack had just become a bit of a byproduct. that's what I was thinking well yeah. they're like our attack's so good that if we give the ball to like our the players who are tearing it up in the Pro 14 we will at least score yeah. one try I also think nobody in the Pro 14 defends like Saracens do yeah. There's yeah. no possibly with the exception of Leinster when they have their their full side out. Nobody is mm. rushing you that quickly. I mean, I think the first five ten minutes, so many knock-ons. Just I think because Glasgow weren't, they just didn't have that time that they usually have. I mean, Sp- you, specifically Hastings. Pr- specifically Hastings. You've got Zebra <laughs> to Saracens <laughs> in one week. I mean, I reckon there's probably yeah. one and a half seconds difference in their <laughs> in their line speed. Which is why I'm surprised that they didn't 
like use Alex Dunbar a bit more, take the pressure off Hastings, and just actually run it. Owen Farrell, whose defence is actually pretty suspect. I think they had some recent times. Sadly, he went down with a, a head knock after probably about thirty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah, which is a bit of a shame. They protect like Barrett does protect him so well, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah, like that's why Saracens functions so much better with Barrett at, yeah, at yeah. twelve. Also, Barrett is a horrible runner. He absolutely crushes people. He's very he... underrated. Um, I was a bit worried at the start, though, when especially yeah. when Saracens scored that try. It kind of reminded me of the first sort of 10 minutes of the Glasgow Saracens game two years ago. Yeah. When they just sucked, sucked the players in with uh, Glasgow defenders in with like Billy Vinopola. Yeah. Shipped out and were just making yards ease. Um, we're going to talk about the try. Yeah. Let's talk about the try because on the one hand, you're like, that's classic Saracens. That is just turnover ball and then relentless phase pay, play. You get on the outside and you keep it going and you score a try. But they went into touch <laughs> about eight phases before it was scored it went into touch yeah and i think that's pretty like you can't really refute that it happened now i, I know that the line judge was blocked the referee relies on his line judge and it was too far back for the tmo to come in but surely that's what the tmo is for if we've got all this video technology <laughs> can they not be like that is definitely out of play there's got to be a limit though there's got to be time as well for them to get the pictures and what do you do? Like, go back. What if it was like a 28 phase move or something? You went yeah. back over, like, you're trying to get all that yeah. know, footage within a, a period where you can actually then say to the ref before he's taking the kick, it's not a try. So, Well, I suppose, it, could it not work in the same way that if a, if a touch judge sees, like, foul play, he will say, oh, have a look at that. And then the ref, or the ref yeah. can say, can you have a look at that, please? Mm. And then it plays on. And if something happens... I mean, yeah. I agree. It's not easy, and I'm just being sour because that was the only try scored in the game, and it was definitely in touch. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a fair point. I think you're probably a bit unlucky to get that. At that point, do I think it would have changed the result of the game? Pot- potentially, no. I'll tell you what would have changed it. It could have changed the result of the game. Hastings knocks over that point in the first five minutes to get three. And then instead of chasing the um, the try just before halftime, we get another three. You're in the sheds at thirteen nine. Different yeah. different mindset. Mm. Yeah, different mindset from thirteen three. Because do then, you, do you think Hastings should have taken the three before halftime? I think after they'd gone for the corner once, not scored, got another penalty. I would have gone for it then and just been like, right, let's get in. I, I guess they were probably because at that stage the ref spoke to Barrett and said one more and it's it's a card. Yeah. So I yeah. reckon they were probably yeah. going, let's go and see if we can get them down to 14 men. That's what Rennie said in his post-match interview. Well, me and at, at that time. He was like, I think they made the right choice. They should have tried to either get the try or get get a yellow card from their side. Yeah, I suppose it's a judgment call and it's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But 13-6, even Just, that, yeah, is a, that is a different complexion to a game. That seems, once again, like if you look back, think back to the um, the playoff, the, the semifinal last year against Scarlet's. Yeah. One, yeah, yeah, where there were a lot of instances where they put the ball into the corner when they were mentally chasing the game and then didn't execute. Yeah, know, didn't didn't take any points away. weren't clinical, and that I don't know. It seems like that was a bit of an issue actually throughout the match as a whole. That whenever there was like a chink of light, which you're not going to get very much with Saracens, Glasgow just couldn't uh, capitalize on it. Yeah, I think both in terms of not taking the points when they were on offer, and then also as you said when. 
people like George Turner or Lee Jones made breaks, mm. it always ended with an error. Yeah. yeah. It was never recycled. I think and, so. and maybe it's when you're just battering down the door, battering down the door, you get through, everyone's like, oh shit, we're in behind, we've got to do something. Oh, when George mm. Turner broke through and got to that, he shot himself. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, he just like flung it back. He's like, yes. Do you know who they could have done with? Do you know when Scot- Scotland used to win games by grinding people down and kicking Christine. points? Duncan Weir. <laughs> Chris Patterson. <laughs> he should have been there and been like in and Rennie's ear, being like, listen, let's just get some get some nice twenty two <laughs> get, nice get me within twenty five meters, I'm your man. You'll knock it over. There is uh, whenever you look back at like the it's either like oh six wins or oh eight wins for Scotland, it's always like eighteen twelve, <laughs> Patterson, six pence. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Maybe a drop kick. Hanging, a hanging in there against the bigger, probably better team, stopping them playing and kicking your goals. That's the Scotland way. Yeah, and also it's now apparent that Duncan Ware is the only man who's allowed to hit drop kicks in Scotland. It seems that way, yeah. N- yeah. No one else can go <laughs> no for a drop kick. It. It's just not not allowed. <laughs> yeah, I just think I think also it's on that point. I know we're labouring it, but in the second half, coming to the end, when you get penalty kicks, you've got to start thinking about bonus points and things like that. Yeah, and I think Glasgow specifically should have been thinking about the bonus point because I think we can all agree that the chances of them winning at Allianz Park are very very low. Yeah, I so mean, they're mm. going to be going if they want to get through to the knockouts. They're going to be going through with four wins, where bonus points yeah. count. Big. Yeah, exactly. I think there would have been an attitude. Well, I don't know, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, and you don't think that deeply in the in the midst of the battle. But if you lose your home games, specifically your first home game in the Heineken Cup, you're out pretty much. You are. It's it's, vir- uh, it's virtually impossible to come back from losing that first game, even if you get a bonus point. I think with that group, that is a really naive way to look at it. I think, I think in terms of if you know Saracens are going to win the group, you've got to be targeting those four middle games. Those are your four, you've got to win four games. Yeah. Those are your four easiest games to win. Yeah. And you've got to, be, and you've got to get as many bonus points as you can along the way. Mm. I, yeah, I appreciate you can lose the first game, but Scarlet's lost the first two games last year and got into the quarterfinals. Yeah, but the amount of teams that have actually done that no, is, I agree. is minuscule. No, no, the chances I, are very low, but I, I get you. So, so those four middle games, Alan got Cardiff away starting on this weekend. Yeah. Off the back of that, surely Glasgow got to be looking to go down there and get a win. Yeah, but Cardiff aren't that bad. No, they're not. They got a good start as well. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, although to be fair, they got pretty destroyed up front by yeah. Leon. And actually, I think that result is going to help Glasgow quite a lot because I think Glasgow can get a bonus point win whole man away against Cardiff. And the, yeah. and the hope is, is that Leon go to Allianz Park 
this week get pumped and just give up on and then the give up on it. Yeah. That's an interesting point. So I actually think that which was, I think they will, which I think they will. Yeah. So I actually think Cardiff getting that win, that win in Leon will really help Glasgow. See, books. He's just still playing for Leon. Yeah, I know. And he like his his kicking style is probably my favorite thing in rugby. He like completely leans back. He's so nonchalant. <laughs> it looks like he's barely put his foot through, and he gets more from like fifty meters. It's Incredible! It's a hell of a sight. So, do we think they can do it then? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the. I I don't know what the history is, but I would imagine Glasgow. I feel like Glasgow have a pretty strong record against Cardiff I like, over the last yeah. three or four years. Yeah, there's nothing in that pack that's going to particularly worry them, although they do have a pretty fast back row. Is yeah. Navidi fit? Yeah, he played at the weekend. Did you play the weekend? Yeah, Navidi, Jenkins, Robinson. Yeah. I think they're looking quite strong at the moment. I think Glasgow should win, but they sh- I don't think they will underestimate them, but it'd be a tough match. I, I would be surprised if they got a bonus point, actually. Any changes to that particular that, that team? I mean, we haven't really been through and picked out any, any Glasgow top performers. I think worth mentioning... Matt Ferguson at eight looks like a man possessed. He was incredible. Yeah, I, I kind of felt that's the first game where he's properly stepped up in a big match. Yeah, I agree with that. Because yeah. um, I think he's actually played a couple of games in the Pro 14 where you think, right, it's a bit of a flat track, he can make an impact, and he's failed to step up, actually. Yeah. Um, so I was really impressed with him. Kebble is just so good. Yeah. Just love Kebble. Can't wait till he's Scottish. It's going to be so <laughs> he good when Scottish. he's Scottish. I know. Um, and he, Fraser Brown, another great, great performance. I just think Fraser Brown's the best performing player in Scotland at the moment. Like, I just think he, he does not shy away from a competition. Yeah, like, he he loves that that battle with the yeah, Saracens yeah. forwards. Yeah, he can match them, but he also can get around the park. Mm. It's just I think he's in, he's always getting injuries. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just the worry. There was, there was no part of me that thought he was getting through that whole Saracens game without picking up something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I think I'm I'm going for a bonus point win. Interesting, and I think they'll probably bring in Seymour. Yeah, well, Seymour was away for family reasons. Yeah, um, not injury related, so you'd expect he'll come straight back in. But it'd be harsh to drop Lee Jones. Yeah, Lee Jones. Mm. Had a good game. Lee, jo- Lee Jones looked more threatening than DTH yeah. and Bruce Jackson. I wonder yeah. if they might pop him at fifteen. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's a big match to do it's a bit it. Rogue, but. but- They've got to get a bonus point win, so you've got to, you know, yeah. chance your arm slightly. I wouldn't change my... Oh, Dunbar, HIA protocol, so we don't know where he's going to come down, but you'd think they'd probably just bring in Pete Horn. Or Sam Johnson. Sam Johnson. Back. Yeah. I'd maybe bring in Johnson, to Hugh, be honest. Hugh Jones is looking good again. Mm. Yeah, maybe just, it maybe just feels like Johnson and Jones gives you a bit more balance than yeah. Horn and Jones. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah be an interesting one see I agree I think it's a bonus point win for Glasgow I think this is backs against the wall time I think we're gonna we're definitely gonna get something alright um, Alan do you wanna do a quick quiz and then we'll have a look at our Scotland squad for the autumn let's do it the quiz is who am I and we can just come in <laughs> a dark question <laughs> <laughs> do we get what one guess per clue one guess per clue okay <laughs> alright All right, let's go we'll go we'll go for number one the first sorry the first clue Okay. I was born in 1983 in Sterling. Graham Morrison. No. <laughs> uh, Just chuck out one. Kelly Brown. No. Let's keep, let's keep this going. I don't think you need I to jo- guess every time. 
Uh, I joined Edinburgh as a back row in 2002. 2002 back row. Roddy Grant. Nope. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) Pass. Rich McCaw said he rated him as one of the best back rows in the game when he came over for the Autumn Internationals in 2005 or 2004. Best back rows in the game in 2004. So he was playing for Scotland by 2004. Some trajectory. Um, Strokosh. Nope. Roddy Grant. Already been said. No. <laughs> Fair enough. I left. I, I joined Newcastle in 20, 2010. Alihog. Yes. Ah, oh, you bastard. Recall where he said that? <laughs> yeah, supposedly. I was like, what? <laughs> He'd been like given one of his opposite number names. And yeah. Like, yeah. Alistair Hogg is a great guy. Alihog was quite good for Scotland, though. Yeah, he was good. He was. He was He's an absolute good. hero. 04 to sort of 2010. Jeremy scored that drive against France. Um, under Matt Williams, but that it was, got disallowed. Was that in? Was that in 06? Yes. Whenever Matt, probably before that, Matt Williams. Because I, th- I was at the game. Yeah, it was at the Stade of France. Yeah, yeah and it yeah. got, di- uh, yeah, disallowed wrongly, and it like robbed them of the game. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, got it. That was good. Next one. I represented the England students team. Uh, Jim Hamilton. <laughs> Is that right? No. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I joined, Isaac Miller. I joined the Borders in 2004. <laughs> um, I don't know. Pass. I scored three tries at the 2003 Rugby World Cup. Three tries? you got to remember the old three Robbie World Cup compilation videos. That was <laughs> like do, a classic, classic back in the day. I remember now. Who would that be? Ross Beattie. No. No. Um, I, I still he don't scored know. a classic against the USA as well. If I you st- remember that vid. I, st- I still don't remember. Loved it. VHS. Boom. <laughs> I finished my career in Ulster. Simon Danielli. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Poor Simon. Right. Final one, 2 0. Hanny is one. That's okay. It's I, good fun. I've yeah. played I've played rugby in Scotland, France, and New Zealand. Pass. I yes. weigh more than 20 stone. <laughs> weigh more than 20 stone. Vanessa. <laughs> um, Nathan Hines? No. No. I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Alan. I have 25 caps for Scotland between 2000 and 2008 as a prop. Uh, um, quite a lot of caps. Don't know. Pass. You've not got anything. Pass, no. You're not going to chuck anything in? No. I played at Edinburgh 2000 to 2008. <laughs> Are you playing... New- our knowledge of props is really not helping uh, us here. Think about think about the clues. Come on, think about I, the clues. I am thinking about the clues. Scotland. Is that the secret to this game? Scotland, France, <laughs> bit in New Zealand, semi-pro back in the day. He was a prop. Yeah, I know. I, I've heard. The clues. <laughs> I'm aware of another the clues. clue. His alter ego is Santa. <laughs> Craig Smith. Craig Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Did he play in New Zealand? Yeah, he played in Nelson before he joined Edinburgh. Did he? What a man. What a man. Thanks for that. Do you want to give some background on Santa? 
I don't really know why it's called Santa. I've heard some stories about him, but I actually don't think they're. No, he, he played a game for Stumel Twos under, oh, the, under yeah. the alter ego Santa in what? like a they were gonna relegation get, the battle. Twos were going to get relegated from like the national reserve. And they're like, oh, I need to bring in some big guns. And Craig Smith was coaching Stumel. Oh, no, he was coaching and he'd been like attached in the pro draft. Yeah. So on the team sheet, it said Santa. Yeah. Air, <laughs> air second 15 turn up playing against Craig Smith. <laughs> Stumel absolutely thrashed them. <laughs> and he scores a hat trick. That is ridiculous well good old Santa then yeah good on him and thanks for that I enjoyed the who who am I yeah it's fun it's fun that's gonna be a regular regular feature um right finally um Scotland the autumn international squad is named on Wednesday this week we're recording on Monday night so um Gregor Townsend is gonna name a squad last autumn internationals he named 36 players so I think we should use that as a bit of a template and we will um we'll go through um, who we think is going to be in that squad. There's obviously a few uh, positions that are going to be quite quick to discuss, but there's some quite interesting options, particularly uh, with Richard Gray's injury. Second row is looking very bare. Let's start with props. There was five props in the squad for the Autumn Internationals last year. Bearing in mind injuries and what have you, I think that leaves us with Nell and Dell absolutely ironed on from Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Darcy Ray from Glasgow? Yeah. Get Not got many loose heads, so... Yeah, he'll so you're going to have to give him a shot. He'll and get the squad. This, I was a bit worried about that, but the fact he did well against Saracens, I think, well, yeah, he, was he could good. do a job. So Bur- he was bat- Batty last year chucked in. He was, yeah. he was good. So Bergen as well. Oh, Bergen as well is definitely in that mix. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that's four, and then, well, Batty's been playing for... For air. He's not been playing for Glasgow. Well, he's not really been not in the mix at all, at all really. has he? Is he coming back from injury, or is he just out of favour? I think he's just been out of favour. He has been out of favour. I think what well, at tight, sorry, loose head. Yeah, he's loose. They just got Ke- Kebble and Alex Allen, mm. who I think they they see Alex Allen as a stronger option now. Yeah, interesting. Wow. So because he has been playing for Air. Yeah, yeah. Um. So no, I think yeah. You go. Uh, who would you be your fifth? And Roy Sutherland or? I think it would be Alex Allen potentially. I think they quite like Roy Sutherland. Yeah. I think they think that Roy Sutherland at his full potential offers more than, than Alex Allen. Fair. Although I sort of, you what know... What Murray McCallum? Magnet? Outside shot? Possibly. He did pretty well in the summer. Yeah. It's just hard. Yeah, it's just hard for him to get club game time, isn't it? I know. Now that all those props are back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'd be happy with any of the three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels that we so. are going into this autumn... Well... With Nell and Dell, with Bergen and Sutherland and stuff like that, that's not as bad as it was last year. We were pretty exactly. threadbare last even, year. Even a couple of years ago when you were chucking in Dell and Bergen yeah, as yeah, unknown yeah, quantities, definitely. now they are fairly proven, uh, particularly Bergen. What about the hero of the autumn, Daryl Marfo? He's Bar- Bar- Muir, Bar- isn't he? He was on the bench for Barmuir. <laughs> he, he's coming back from injury though, right? I think he is coming back. But he's played he, quite he a is, few weeks. He is. But it's not like he... But maybe, he, yeah. Does Cockers, does Cockers not know who he is? I just think they've got enough depth. The heroes of November past. Oh, no. God. It's, um, but no, I think they're pretty set at prop, to be honest with you. Yes, it, it's it not feels that way. Bad. Hookers is another area where we're fairly stacked depth-wise at the moment. I think you've got to say Rambo and Fraser Brown absolutely in there. And then your mm. third slot is probably between Ross Ford and uh, George Turner. I'd say off the back of Saturday, I'd probably pick Ross Ford. And I can't believe I'm saying that. 
Yeah, well, I think there's an argument to say, like, George Turner is a great rugby player, but maybe not, like, an amazing hooker in terms of his basics, whereas Ross Ford, <laughs> I'm saying this, but, you know, is, is, is probably a better scrummager and seems to have improved his arrows, whereas George Turner is still pretty inconsistent when it comes to that aspect of his game. Yeah. And I think you've got, you know, you've got McAnally and Brown who are really great open field players, so there's maybe room for someone who's a bit different. I wonder if they'll think, they probably won't think like this, but I feel like Glasgow could potentially lose, obviously, Fraser Brown and George Turner, and they'll still have Grant Stewart and Kevin Bryce, who at that can still probably play for, Pro 14 level. But if Edinburgh lose McAnally and Ford, and they've literally got like Dave Cherry? Yeah, and Cammy Fenton. And Cam Fenton. I don't know. I think, I guess, do you think George Turner gets more from starting for Glasgow for a couple of weeks and just get a couple of run of games or warming the bench maybe once? Yeah, I, I agree. But then if you get picked in the autumn squad, can you be released for... Yeah, no, I did, literally just thought that was. Yeah, I think you can be the wider squad. I guess, yeah, who you... do you think is going to get more out, more out of being in that squad, Turner or Ross Ford? I guess maybe Turner's uh, Turner's the answer. Like probably Ross, t- well, if if you're seeing this as probably the last opportunity for experimentation before the World Cup, because you don't pick a Six Nations side for development, do you? No, you want to win it. Your develop your only real development game is probably Fiji, with then a few guys getting tested at a bigger level, maybe off the bench, South Africa and Argentina. Mm. So maybe he won't. Do, do you learn anything new about? Ross Ford by having him in this autumn international squad that you don't already know. Well, that's that's a fair point, actually. Yeah. No, so, I don't know. I'll be, I mean, those are the four, really. I can't see him going further into the into the depth book for that. No. I don't, don't think, think any so. of them are there. I don't think so. All right, so that's in the books. What about second rows? This is an area, obviously, Richie Gray out. Um, I think it was the top of the moon um, on Glasgow tweeted this. So... Your Scotland qualified second rows. Johnny Gray in. Richie Gray injured. Gilchrist and Tullis, obviously, they'll be in there. And But then Swinson injured. Carmichael injured. Cummings injured. McKenzie injured. McDonald injured. Hunter Hill injured. The other two that he's named would be Ollie Atkins playing for Exeter. Uncapped. Never been invited to a Scotland squad, but is a f- he's 30 years old, but he's a pretty seasoned professional. You'd back him to be able to you know, hold his own at that level. Or Andrew Davidson, who's had a handful of games for Glasgow. Yeah, I mean, on loan from Newcastle at the moment. Yeah. I'm mainly playing for air. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, I would be bothered, but the fact that, as we talked about earlier, like Gilchrist playing so well, Johnny Gray obviously nailed on, having a pretty good start to the season, and Tuas isn't going to let anyone down. Yeah. And then even, you know, you take Rob Harley as a, second row slash back row option, he's had a pretty good season. He's not going to start, but... I think he's probably earned so his position bad. in the squad. Mm. Um, what about Murray Douglas? Get him over? Get him in. Get him over. Fly him in. <laughs> Brumby's bound. He can play five, Murray he can Douglas. play six. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see it. I don't think it'll happen, though. No. Neither do I. <laughs> I, I. Going back to Ollie Atkins, I think, why not? I think like, give him a shot. Why not he probably, use this opportunity to get him in? He probably won't make a World Cup squad, but you know he has. He does start for Exeter Chiefs. Like, I think, but is he, he's. I think he's only been starting because like Johnny Hill and Mitch Lee's are both injured at the moment. I know uh, Johnny Hill definitely is. 
I don't know if Mitch Lees is, but y- yeah, sure. He's not going to be starting. Fa- he's not going to be starting choice, but like first choice, but he's still like playing in an incredible team. Yeah. And we are down to our second choice people. So no, no, agreed. It'll be interesting to see who comes into that one. Right. Back rows. This is an area where we've got loads of potential and loads of players. What do you think? He picked Na- seven last nailed time on, round. Nailed on Watson, Wilson, Bradbury. Bradbury. Um, yeah, I think those are my nailed on guys. Denton? Denton as well. I, I think, think Denton gets on. into a squad. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, Blade Thompson? Yeah, Blade Tho- I, I think Blade Thompson will definitely get called up. I think he's going to get called up. And, well, then you've got Jamie Ritchie, Matt Ferguson... And I think that's kind of it. Connell Dupree's Connell Dupree's going to yeah. be out. Yeah. Josh Strauss ain't getting a call yeah. up. Luke Hamilton. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I I think all those players in there can do everything that Luke Hamilton can do. So do I. I think Jamie Jamie Rich is the better version of Luke Hamilton. I think. And younger. Uh, yeah, but but I wouldn't be that surprised to see him in there. I guess Adam Ash. Oh yeah, Adam Ash. Is one of the ones you're missing. I think if Adam Ash had been. I've been playing number eight this whole season, then possibly. But it's he's int- sort of been between six and eight. It is interesting and that in the big, the biggest game of this season, Dave Rennie's picked Matt yeah. Matt Ferguson at eight and not Adam Ash. Yeah, and he's picked Fazaro on the bench. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, mean, I think Ash, as like a backup set back row, wouldn't you know let you down. But I just think we have better players there. Good podcaster as well. To be fair to him. Let's not talk about that. Sorry, I keep bringing it up. It's one of those royalties. <laughs> one of those sweet ad royalties. Maybe if we mention it, maybe if we mention it, we'll get ads yeah, at the start. I think end. that's probably right. Um, so yeah, actually, we've got so many options at back row. If you think about John Barkley's still got to come back into that for Six Nations and World Cup and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I think Blade Thompson would be the interesting one. Do, do they give him game time? I think they will. I think you've got to cap him. You've got to have a look at him. He's been playing well enough for Scarlet's and... He's from New Zealand. I agree. So therefore he has I think he offers something a bit different. Fair. Ball carrying sticks. Things got to come in. Scrum halves. This should be actually. I don't think it's going to be that easy. Scrum halves. He picked three last time. Laidlaw can't play the Wales game, but let's have a look at the. But you would pick at the moment. I would say, Laidlaw, Price, George Horn. Yep. Yeah. Sam Hidalgo Klein. I think he'd be the only other guy that came into the discussion. Pergos has been playing all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Pergos ain't getting in. Ben Velikot. I was going to say Ben Velikot. Still hasn't been called up for England. Don't, do need, you, him. Don't need him. Do you chuck him in the Scotland-Wales game? Quite funny. I love it. I think he's holding on. It was actually this squad announcement that they rapidly edited him out. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They edited him out and put in Nathan Files. Um, well, Nathan, Nathan we didn't mention George Graham. Oh yeah, in the back row. In the back Gary row. Graham or George Graham. George Graham's his dad. Gary Graham. Gary Graham. They're all but all the names. Also, all the kids' names begin with G. But he That's, has a not, he so has stupid. a younger Gary Graham. Guy Graham. Younger Guy Graham. Guy Graham. Guy Who's Graham. at Newcastle? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's George Graham's the dad. <laughs> yeah. Gary Graham's the one that got called by England, and Guy Graham's the under twenty Scotland. Gary there's, Graham's no, there's, still there's not. A, there's another one as well. Gary Graham's still Gala. not. Gary Graham's still not been capped by England, though, has he? No, he hasn't. He's but been to a couple training camps. Do you think Townsend would like, not that it's an act of betrayal, but be like, well, if you don't want to play for Scotland, then why would I pick you? 
I think he does want to be, be play for Scotland, but he just never. Do you think that's what it is? Oh uh, yeah, fair enough. I just don't think. I think because he didn't get a pro contract, he's probably got yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit yeah. of a chip on his shoulder about that. Yeah, but um, I, I don't think I don't see the need for Ben Velikot when you've got Pergos and Hidalgo Klein that aren't going to make your three. Like, yeah, I think he's Hor- Horn. He's, he's yeah, quite but, different. Yeah, to but Horn both and, of them. Yeah, but sorry, but Horn and Price are your Velikot type player. So, yeah, agreed. I agree with that. Tens. Finn, Finn and Hastings. Yeah. James Lang's been playing quite a lot of 10 for Harlequins. Not that well. Do you have James Lang to cover 10 and 12? 10 and 12. Pete Horn, Pete Horn does that. Yeah. I don't and think we've got any other 10 options, do we? What? No King Duncan Pitty. Weir. Yeah, sorry. Has, has Weir done enough to get a call up? I think he has. <sighs> yeah, but if you, don't, if you don't put in Weir, then you probably don't pick Hastings. What do you mean? If you pick where you don't. If you if you pick where you're probably not going to pick Hastings. Yeah. And you're you gonna, can't take three ten. And you're going to have you? Pete Horn in your team. You're going to have Pete Horn in your squad. Pete Horn's going to be in the squad. And he's yeah. going to be on the bench covering he's, lots of things. Yeah. So he'll be on like the sort of the wider training squad, I reckon, because you don't do not get a wider one. Oh no, that's young people they have, isn't it? Yeah. Apprentices. Bring him on as an apprentice. So it would feel <laughs> weird to have both Duncan Ware and Hastings in as your kind of second choice 10. I suppose because neither of them, Hastings and Weir, neither of them play any other position or can realistically cover any other positions. No, I can Finn, really. I feel yeah, like but H- that's fine. But if you have one... Yes, yes. Because then you've got Horn. Finn probably going to have... I'd like to see it, actually. But I think we got a tweet this week saying, when are we going to think about Finn at 10 and Hastings at 12? Yeah. No, other way around. Oh, was it the other way around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, absolutely never. That, never. that would be so bad. <laughs> Putting at 10, <laughs> Finn at 12, Hastings at 13. 13. Oh! <laughs> now you're talking. Should we move on to I, I, actually, I actually think the Pudding will very, very sadly be left out of the squad. Probably. Because I think they want to get Hastings continuing. Yeah, to be in and that I think that's the best decision. Yeah, I can't see. Okay, centers, six of them, please. Include, so including Horn, who covers 10. Yep. Horn is in there. Dun- Hugh Jones, Dunbar. obviously. Dunbar, if he's back from his HIA. Christine. <laughs> he won't get in. Christine's not going to get in. They'll pick Greg. Matt Scott. Matt, Scott, Matt Scott. I think they might chuck Sam Johnson in to get him qualified. Is he yeah, definitely qualified? Sam though? Johnson does qualify. I he's think only he's just yeah. back from injury, though. I think he qualified over the summer. Yeah. Just, I'd love to have a look at Sam Johnson in the Scotland show. Yeah. And then I think that means... Do you think the Chris Harris experiment is over? No, I think they'll get Chris Harris. I, I think I think they will. Yeah, I think they'll keep Chris Harris. Which I don't really understand. I think Chris Harris is back up to Jones at 13. Really? Yeah. Oh. I, I don't quite get that. Uh, Chris Harris is a good good player. He's never done anything for Scotland, though. He's only played, like, one game. Two. <laughs> Two games. And they were both terrible. Well, yeah, but he came <laughs> off the bench and won. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how much options we have in centre. Actually, it's quite good. At the end of the day, I know they're bottom of the league, but <laughs> Chris Harris is starting for a Premiership team week in week out, and Nick Grigg. Yeah, and then he got dropped against Toulon. They beat Toulon. See, well, that is true. <laughs> but no, I think you got what Horn, Dunbar, Jones, Sam Johnson, Chris Harris, and then probably Nick Grigg. But doesn't really feel like you need him. I think so it will be there. Nick Grigg. Townsend likes Nick Grigg. Yeah, yeah. that's quite apparent. Harris can play quite a few positions as well, so he's quick. Yeah, Wingers? that's pretty good. Um, Seymour, 
Maitland, McGuigan, Lee Jones. Who who are your other options? Darcy Graham would be a wild card. I think Darcy Graham might get in as a wild card. What about James Johnson as a centre wild card? No. Okay. I thought he played. I thought he played well at the weekend. Cock, cock. He's like one of Cocker's favorite players. We Jimmy. We Jimmy. Yeah, mm. no. I mean, I wouldn't be anti it, but I'm not like super pro. We Jimmy. Just, just thought, it. chuck it in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think those four wingers make sense. I think maybe Graham. Maybe it'll be a bigger squad. I don't know. We've just picked a 36 from mm. last year. That was the makeup of it. I mean, I can see Darcy Graham again training with the camp. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And being involved, but he can play fullback as well. So. I'd love to see him get a shot. Maybe it's just too early for him. He is There's no so, rush. He's like 21 years old. 20 years old. 21 There's no years rush. Old. And I think that what Lee Jones has proven in the last few years is he won't let you down at international level. He's, yeah. he's now like a solid international winger. Maybe not like the world class, but yeah. he's international standard. I, I really I really hope there's another like one or two just complete like rogue shout that's what i was out. that's what i was hoping i always now get really nervous about scotland squads and excited that what is the name that i'm not yeah. going to recognize yeah how great would be just like somehow like a ryan mills just like came out of the woodwork it's like he's got a scottish granny he's 26 yeah. not an england yeah, yeah, yeah he's a pretty good player i think it's gonna be great. get him in yeah yeah I'm excited about it. I think it's like when George Osborne was chancellor, he used to pull rabbits out the hat and everyone would be like, oh my God, we yeah. weren't expecting that. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Maratoje, cross code. <laughs> Scottish now, it'd be unbelievable. And what about our two fullbacks? Yeah, well, Hogg out probably for most of it. He may. There is still speculation that he may come back in time, but I don't really know. Don't see the point. Yeah. Fullbacks, Blair Kinghorn nailed on starter, you've got to think. Yeah. And then... We've got Barmer Guggen who can just cover it. And Jackson. Barmer Guggen, Jackson, Seymour can if he has to. I think they'll put Jackson in the squad because he yeah, I think can cover a lot of positions. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you get that sort of versatility with him. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited about who the wild card is now. I can't, can't think. That would be good. That would be good. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. That would be awesome. Isaiah West, the guy that everyone thinks is Scottish but probably isn't. It's like Don Armand's only got like a Scottish. <laughs> I'd really like to get that sort of granny gate again where they get in someone and they're like, he's... Or Aaron Shingler. Steve Shingler. Like. Yeah. Yes, definitely course, Scottish. Yeah. And then someone dig a bit. Maybe us. We can dig around. Let's do that. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, okay. Well, there you have it. I don't think we actually named a squad there, but we've talked about a lot of players. We have. One thing I actually just remembered is Sean Wayne, who's come yes. to Scotland. Yeah. Won the grand final at the weekend. Yeah. In tears. Yeah, yeah. Big moment. So, no. I'm excited. Inter- interesting to see what he brings mm. he's sort of got a pretty roving brief doesn't he he's not really doing one specific thing high performance coach that sounds really good <laughs> it's so ridiculous that the head coach of the grand final winning team is coming to scotland i know for the head performing coach role yeah we'll like, see yeah but yeah. i'm up for a bit of a left wing appointment so i think it's gonna be good left field appointment not left wing oh well <laughs> um is that it yes Good week, guys. Well done. Well done. Um, thanks a lot for joining us, guys. We will be back next week to review, hopefully, another couple a couple of wins in the uh, Champions Cup, and we will see how wrong we got our Scotland squad. Thanks again for joining us. Follow us on Twitter, at ThistleRugbyPod, on Instagram, Thistle_Rugby_Pod. Email us, thethistlerugby at gmail.com. Get yourself onto iTunes or Acast. Subscribe, and you'll get us in your podcast app every single week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you. Cheer bye. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 